Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Employers are complaining that young workers are unable to deal with criticism. Expect their employer to roster their work around their social lives and constantly use their phone in the workplace. And this is according to Damien McCarthy. He's the chief executive of HR Buddy. Um, and he says that some Gen Z staff even have their mammy call their boss after receiving criticism, feedback at work. Take a listen. He was chatting on News Talk Breakfast this morning. Yes, Generation Z are going to be different than other generations. They're the most highly educated uh, generation we've ever produced in this country. But are they different? Yes. And I think where the problem lies is with, I suppose, employers and people managers not understanding this and not fitting their training and communications inside in the workplace. So that's Damien McCarthy talking here on News Talk a little bit earlier. And Catherine is with us on the line in Waterford. Catherine, do you see where Damien's coming from? I do, unfortunately. I would, I would like to say that he's wrong, but I, in my um, experience, I, I don't think he is. I, I, I wonder whether we as parents are facilitating our children in life skills, and one of the life skills necessary being resilience and dealing with failure or dealing with... I, I, I do agree with Damien when he was saying that our Generation Z are the most educated but I think it's more, you know, it's quality versus quantity in education and how much they understand about their role in the, their responsibility, dealing with consequences. I mean, you can't keep, you can't keep running to mommy and daddy to deal with when you're a grown adult. Yeah. You know, we have to instill those skills as they're growing up. And as parents, it is our job to do that. You know, so I, I think we do our children a disservice by constantly saving them. You know, the helicopter parenting, I I see it all the time. And, um, you know, I see, I, I'm speaking as someone, a divorced person. I was a lone parent for a long time. I'm not talking from any kind of judgmental place. But I know I have seen um, in uh, blended families and broken families and single parent families, Parents vying to be the most liked parent by the child and forgetting that they're supposed to be a combined effort to instill skills in their children that are going to make them independent livers of life. Okay. Um, I want to bring in Sean as well, Catherine, if you don't mind. He's joining us and he's John's on the line in Dublin. Um, would you agree with Catherine, Sean? Um. Well, when I when I heard the statement there, like okay, Gen Z, so that's I suppose that's I guess that's the generation below me. I'm 33, so I'm yeah, millennial, so that's my brother's generation. I I'll be honest, I think I have to agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've even noticed it myself. When again, I'm not working at the moment, but when I was in certain positions, I remember that generation would be my brother's generation, and they were on their phone. But then again. Uh, I don't know. Like I remember, I I went into the Leary the other day just to buy a game, and again there were kind of Gen Z person working, a Gen Z person working there, and they're on their phone. And I I don't know. It's just yeah. I think I don't know. Maybe they need to be re-educated again. And it's strange because like I remember doing some classes and workshops where I'm facilitating in primary schools, and they're told you know to turn off their phones all throughout the class. Mm. So. 
And when I was in secondary school, I was told that all throughout. When I was doing the leaving cert and everything, you had to have your phone off. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think I, I, I hate to generalize general uh, generations, but I don't know. There is something about Gen Z where, I don't know, like ringing. I, I had to laugh at that. What was it? Uh, ringing, getting your mom into <laughs> Yeah, into, into I've, never, I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's well, a new that, one on me. But yeah. Go on ahead, Can Catherine. I interject there? Of course. Sorry, um, I have a friend who works in HR and I was flabbergasted when she told me they were running a, a programme where they were trying to get uh, kids interested in applying for um, apprenticeships. And so you're talking about TY plus, you know, coming up to leave and search kind of that area and getting them with interviewing skills and whatever. And parents wanted to be present at the interview. I mean, these are real live employers and they were willing to participate in this program. Um and sorry, the parent the parent yeah. wanted to go to the interview with the student. With the with the student. I know. I was I was blown away. I I I just I was going, Where are you coming from? Like exactly what kind of skill do you think that is teaching your young person? And and you know, so I do. I do worry about it. And like, I'm sorry, is it Damien? I forgot. Sean. Sean. Um, uh, I was in a store the other day and I was looking at a product and I was looking around for one of the help, you know, some advice or help in choosing what I wanted. And there were three employees standing chatting about um, something on social media on one of their phones and they're laughing and talking. They're absolutely entitled to do that. But I, as a customer, I'm standing there and I, you know, I gave it a minute or two for them to notice me and come on over. And they looked over, they saw me and continued with the conversation because for them, it was obviously more important. And, and like, that's not, that's not okay. It's like, you're at work. You're at work. It's it's uh, and it's it's interesting because I mean I wonder if the employers to go over and and you know I don't know say something or or give out to them or shout at them or whatever I mean what's the flip of this then like that's what we're to, the point today that you know mommy or daddy's yeah. going to ring in then and 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 give out about it this texter here says we run a heating company we've gone through six apprentices in the past year the usual excuses and there's a list of them here now can't work weekends can't work evenings, work is too hard, always tired, always on the phone, want to wear headphones um, on site as well. Everybody now thinks they're all going to be an influencer. This listener says any parent who rings their child's boss should be absolutely mortified. I know I would have gone absolutely off the head if my parents did that. Resilience is built by dealing with situations yourself. I always recall a job where a friend of mine was suspended for throwing stuff around a supermarket warehouse in a mock food fight. I still can't get the, um, the, the I still can't get over the fact that he got his mam to come in um, to get his suspension overturned wouldn't you wow. I'd be absolutely mortified says this texter another listener again I don't think um, this generation are entitled I think that they know their worth they don't take rubbish and the kind of rubbish that we did we're the generation of shut up and put up and employers are reali- realising now that they cannot actually get away with a lot of this like maybe that like that texture has no, I, a point, though, Catherine. I do yeah, absolutely do, um, do. see that point. I, I think it's terrific that young people speak up for themselves. Mm. They speak up about uh, gender. They speak up about um, their rights. And you're entitled to your breaks. And some employers will absolutely abuse that. 
uh, and they are right to speak up. But it's then it's then our job as the older, the next generation, to pass on the skills to this upcoming generation about communication skills. There are ways to communicate your needs and your wants, and just and to identify what's a need and what's a want. Okay. And, and you may want it, you may not get it. And, the, and feedback is is a, an essential part yeah, of growing within your position. Uh, John is on the line as well. John, well, what's your take on this? Um, well, I agree with your kind of initial statement that um, kind of younger people are not able for criticism. You know, I was employed one time as a bar manager in a family-run hotel, and it was I was brought in basically because I had a lot of experience and. Um, I was told at the meeting and the interview when I got the job that the purpose was to come in and clean up the work ethic by younger members of the of staff. Mm. Now, I was a bit nervous because I wouldn't be an argumentative guy. I wouldn't be coming in cracking a whip or anything. But it was a it was a kind of big enough job for me at the time, and I I took it. But I remember I I come in and there was one girl in particular, you know, a young girl, and she constantly hadn't kind of the jobs list on the rota, you you would have different jobs to do every day. You know, hoover certain areas yeah. and clean the glasses and so on. And this was never done. Now, she was one of the family. and But, like, I'd be a kind of a democratic guy. And I, I basically said to her, you know, why am I always coming in having to do this work? Yeah. In that kind of a tone, it wasn't... Um, I didn't shout at her, you know, what are you... Why aren't you doing all this? Or, uh, there was no big argument. I said it to her like that. Um, I basically got, I got sacked, more or less. I was called into the office uh, the next day, um, told it wasn't working out. And there was one guy there, he was, a, he was a good guy, actually. And I said, is this because, you know, she went and complained about it? He said, actually, it is, yeah. He said, I can do nothing about it. Um, you know, her uncle owns the place. And she, she basically had a breakdown that night. She had to be driven home. She was crying her eyes out, and I, I couldn't believe it because I had only said it to her, you know. And um, I went to my solicitor because I wanted to, you know, file for a wrongful dismissal because I was wrongfully dismissal. I was carrying out what I was asked to do, and um, I, I couldn't, do, I couldn't go for wrongful dismissal because I hadn't been in the place long enough. Right. And it just showed me, like you know, that you're not even walking on eggshells with younger people. It was like, it was more than that, you know? Yeah. So it gave, I was dismayed by the whole thing afterwards. And yeah, that was, that's my take on it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's even just in a sort of a general sense, John, it, there's a couple of different elements to what uh, Damien McCarthy was talking about today. But I suppose that the main one was that and around, um, well, Giving feedback, you know, and, 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 and pulling people up politely where they're not carrying out their duties and, and their work. And, um, and it's that, you know, it's the, I suppose the resilience to be able to take that on board and say, yeah, you know, look, maybe I, I disagree about X and Y, but you're right about, you know, A and B. But I mean, this is just, just in some cases, it just can't seem to engage at all. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, and I don't want to sound like an old guy because I'm not that old. Like, I'm only 41. And, um, but it seems like the younger generation, I hate even using that term, but it, there's too much mollycoddling going on, you know? And it seems to be about what the young person wants, even when they're kids. The kind of discipline kind of thing seems to be going out the window a bit. Right. And um, 
kids are basically listened to, to you know too, too often. It's, it's no harm to be not strict, but just they. This is the way it's done, you know, to 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 live in the world, and you know, do things that way. Yeah, and, and if you don't, the you'll... world, if you you know, if you if you cry a little bit when you're a five year old or six year old, you know, it's good for you. Yeah, and that's the way I learned, yeah. and, and 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 most people, I'm sure yourself and, yeah, and everybody yeah, else. Yeah. You know, absolutely it's a world out there and when you when you leave the nest when you're 18 or 19 you'll you'll bloody well learn about it you know Fiona's with us as well John um, do you think are, are Gen Z able at all for criticism Fiona? Well um, hello there Andrea thanks right. for having me on um, I've written a book on this topic and I really think they're not equipped with the soft skills I think we've gone way overboard in hard skills just like that man said this morning I think we're loading them with all the letters after their names and all the hard skills, but all the soft skills have gone out the window. And I do think that you can't reverse it unless you equip them uh, originally, you know, building resilience. And I feel that they don't have enough communication skills and confidence, but it's not that different. You know, the confidence everyone thinks, oh, no, more confidence. But I think confidence in themselves and their goal setting Mm -hmm. and where they're going in life and you know, it's it's not just your CV for the interview. It's actually how you're going to walk in and talk and smile. And are you going to wait in the reception on your phone? And, you know, or did you walk into the place that you're going to be interviewed and leave the door swinging behind you and the person who's interviewing you could be that person? So I just think just be more self-aware. And I think digital etiquette, um, you know, general manners and etiquette, I think they're very important. And, you know, I think young people would love to, you know, have a program in this and the you know, the it's it's common sense, it's not rocket science, but I don't they're not getting it anywhere. You know, I'm originally a primary teacher and I think primary school develops them a little bit more. I think the secondary school is all about the points and I think we need more programs on this. And I think I've done a bit over the years and children love it. They love, you know, knowing how to speak up and you know, they realise eye contact is very difficult to, to make when you're talking to someone and I get them to role play. And I think that's, they, they actually love it once they get a little bit of confidence. And I, I think I think you're right that they do need to ship up, you know, and shape up for this. But I think we have lost the, you know, the forming these skills in those, okay. those people. So is there a need though, Fiona, for a programme to do this? Or does, does this, like, does it come from home? Yeah, look, I, I have two 20-year-olds. Unfortunately, it has. To, if it doesn't come from home, it's not going to be done. And I think everyone, every family is much, much busier. It was hard for me. I made my kids order in a restaurant or made them go up and say if something, you know, wasn't right, if the fizzy drink was gone a bit flat. I, you know, but it takes work. It's, it's harder to do that than just do things for them. And I think we're all living in a busy world. So I really do think there needs to be a programme in this. And it's soft skills development and it is far more important and it gets people further than just qualifications alone. And I'm an educator, so, you know, I, I don't... You know the value. That I, don't I know, believe I know. I, I do, do, I really do. I see it so often and um, I think they're missing that little bit of confidence. Yeah. And the phone is a crutch then as well. Catherine, would you agree with that? Is there a need for a programme for just an enhancing soft skills? I actually see those programs are ongoing at the moment. I too um, was in education for many years and I ended up working with school completion program for kids who are about, you know, to drop out of school early and how to prevent that. And you prevent that from preschool and primary and, you know, you work with all the ages. But what I was seeing was a need 
by parents they were looking for how do I build resilience and it actually turned out that what was needed was parenting classes for parents to be able to deal with how to say no to a child and like Fiona was saying you know in a restaurant how to equip a child to go up and um, give critical feedback there's a difference between critical feedback and criticism you know that's an essential even even that vocabulary I'm I'm just going to give you some feedback here I'm not criticizing you and and the ability to do it in a sandwich you know uh, a positive a negative yeah positive. absolutely and they, they are soft skills they are the essential skills that that our young people need we're not going to be around forever we are going to die and they are going to be left. And you want them to be independent, strong individuals. I want my children to be yeah. able to stand up to bullying, you know, more so than I was. I want my children to know their worth in life. I And, and they're not children anymore, you know. And they do know their worth. And they are capable of um, standing up. And it is hard sometimes for me to not intervene and to go, and I'm going, oh, I could do that so much better and so much quicker. But, you know. I know. Sometimes it's just hard to, to, to sit back and I imagine probably say nothing. Um, let me bring in Shane as well. Well, Shane, do you agree with this? I mean, is, there, is it just that the kind of generation, the Gen Z, um, not able for critical analysis and feedback? There's a few things at play here. So I, I'm going to take one little structure and go away. And I'll have been teaching children for, uh, 30 years next year. And some of the things that I've seen deteriorating over the last 30 years yeah. has been general communication skills, eye contact, voice projection, and definitely a, a, a challenge with accepting criticism and failure and also delayed gratification. And it is something that I we, we tackle myself and, and the other instructors in my school. We we try to tackle this as part of our syllabus. With good success, I, I'm happy to say, you won't get a black belt in my school if you can't stand in front of a group and take a warm-up, teach a class, work in small groups and big groups, you know, um, have good eye contact, all this. It's really, really important. And every time okay. a student lines up for a, a belt promotion test, they know that there's a chance they're going to fail if they're not up to it on the day. Yes, they might be fantastic in class, but sometimes things don't go their way on the day and they have to yeah. feel being told, today isn't your day, you're going to try again. And how does, that go down? how does that go down, Shane? Because I thought we sort of lived now in an era in classes that, you know, everybody was a winner. Yes, and you are right. I think that there is definitely... Um, uh, arenas out there where it's not the case and martial arts I think is one of the ones that stands out not just because it's, it's my arena but I see it consistently across other schools as well mm. you know stu- you know, they really have to earn to get their belts and it builds confidence it does build resilience and it allows them to get that little taste of life that sometimes things don't always go my way and I'm going to give you a perfect example of it we had an exam last month and one girl was testing for her red belt, uh, which is two belts just before black. She did a really good grading overall, but she didn't break the boards. It just didn't go her way. And as mo- my heart was, I was, my heart was breaking for her because every other single student got got handed their belt, and I had to withhold it from her 
and say, look, this is the rule. You have to break the boards on the day. You have to pass at least. And it didn't go her way. Now, she wait, I, I told her she was, I would give her another chance to do that part of her test on another occasion. She was upset. She kept it together. Her parents did not come near me and ask me to reconsider it. They understand the ethos from the school. Yeah. And on Wednesday, she came to she came to me and asked me could she retake her um, her power performance test. And I said absolutely, she could. She got four boards, timber boards. I always have some in, in the school, and she broke all four of them on her first attempt. And the difference in her focus, her approach, the mentality. Yeah. It was a tr- complete transformation. So what she's learned from that and what all of her classmates learned from that is that sometimes things don't go your way, but you try harder and you come back and you go again and you go again and that, you know, eventually things will happen to you if you're willing to persist. And that's something that's lost in general society, I think, over the last 20 years. But it's remarkable, Shane, because the majority of the texts that are coming in are totally, you know, in in agreement with you. And I, I would love to chat actually to just people out there today who just entirely disagree with the discussion uh, that we're having. Five three one zero six is the number. Shane, thanks a million for getting in touch with us on the show. Um, Fiona as well, Catherine, um, much much appreciated. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number if you want to contact us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.